I love the talking guy show. I hear two guys talking. 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 Two guys talking are here. I hear two guys talking. Scams are one of the most dangerous threats today, especially when it comes to our elders. As the number of victims and money taken continues to skyrocket, realize that there is hope. ScammerCast is your frontline battlefield for getting educated on the most recent scams, but also how to defend against them. Join us as we detail the processes, the traps, and the solutions to help us all hammer the scammers! Hammer the scammers. It's time for the ScammerCast. Here are your hosts, Curtis Bailey and Art Maines. Hi, this is Art Maines, author of Scammed, Three Steps to Help Your Elder Parents and Yourself. Hi, this is Curtis Bailey, an elder law attorney in Shiloh, Illinois, and we're pleased you're joining us today. And welcome to ScammerCast. Today we're going to be talking about ScammerCast 101, basically who we are, what we're doing, and why this broadcast is going to help you keep yourself and the elders that you care about safe from scams and frauds, all those dirty predators out there who are trying to rip people off. Hey, you know, Curtis, telling people about scams and frauds and helping them know what to do to prevent them has never been more important because scams and frauds are an exploding epidemic in today's world. Art, you couldn't be any more correct about that. The problem is pervasive and is only growing larger. As we all know, there are 10,000 baby boomers retiring every day turning age 65, and that number will stay constant for the next decade at least. So the problem is huge and is growing. In fact, uh, Allianz Life Insurance Company did a study in 2014 of 2,000 seniors who they defined as being uh, individuals over the age of 65, as well as a group of individuals in the age bracket 45 to 64. And the study was looking at scams and fraud. And they made some very serious and interesting findings. Uh, the first finding they found was that the average senior that falls victim to a scam loses $30,000. Wow, that's some big money. And it could make a lot of difference for someone who's struggling to get by. Not to mention the devastation to a retirement plan that an individual has worked their entire professional life to accumulate and all of a sudden have it gone in, in the snap of a finger. And you know, it, it's one thing to lose a lot of money like that or a big percentage of your retirement savings. But as someone said to me one time, a person may lose X amount of dollars, in this case $30,000, but they lose 100% of their pride. That's absolutely true. And as we all know, uh, those of us in the field that work with uh, individuals who are in their golden years, in their retirement years, pride and control and independence are some of the most important emotions that they want to feel. And I know that you deal with it on a daily basis as well. Uh, you know, my work is as a therapist and a counselor. I'm a licensed mental health professional. And boy, I see this stuff frequently. I can't say daily, but I can say frequently. And of course, as I'll share with our listeners later on, this affected my life and my family directly. And so I see the devastating emotional impact that this has for seniors and their family members, because there's a lot of guilt about not keeping mom or dad safe from these crooks. Perhaps the most interesting finding I found uh, beyond the numbers and the statistics was the fact that only about one in every 44 instances of a scam or fraud or financial exploitation is ever reported. 
There's so much stigma attached to these things because everyone feels, everyone who's ripped off feels that they've made some huge, awful mistake and they feel stupid. And then they get afraid because they think someone's going to come in and take over their money or they're afraid also that this could mean something bad is happening to them. Like maybe they're headed into some sort of like Alzheimer's or dementia or something. When most of the time, that's not the case at all. Oh, there's no doubt. In my uh, elder law practice, you see the, the harmful effects that can occur when people have lost that sense of control or that sense of independence, uh, not to mention what can happen to them when they lose their money. But when they lose that control and independence, they become very fearful and they become very paranoid. And it's a, it's a difficult issue uh, for a professional in the field to deal with on a daily basis, not to mention the challenges that we know that caregivers and family members face. It's a big deal and it's only going to get bigger. And that's a, a major reason why we're here uh, talking to you, our listeners, about what you can do to understand the world of scams and frauds but also, maybe most importantly, prevent them from happening. There are a couple other findings from that study uh, conducted by Allianz Life Insurance Company in okay. 2014, I think, that are relevant and important. The first one is, even though the average loss was $30,000, uh -huh. more than 10% of the seniors surveyed in the study reported having lost more than $100,000. God, that's terrible. And you know, there was a lady right here in our hometown that last year lost $250,000, which was her entire remaining life savings. Absolutely. And that was uh, the grandparent scam, which mm -hmm. we're definitely going to be talking about in depth uh, in a future episode. We sure will. It's amazing the amount of money that uh, is involved here. The, the other number I wanted to throw out was the fact that studies conducted before this one, and we're going to have links to, to all of these studies on our show note page, review whatever you like at scammercast.com. Great. The uh, previous studies estimated, of course, we don't know actual numbers because so yeah. many of the cases just don't get reported. Yeah, but hard it, numbers are really tough to come by in this world. Yeah, they really are. But the estimates are that uh, at least $3 billion annually is lost uh, to these criminals through scams and fraud and other kinds of financial exploitation. I mean, it's just a devastating number to think about. So that's an awful lot of lost trips with the grandchildren or health care or home care or just whatever you want to do that, that people have, have lost yeah. to these crooks from yeah. all over the world, right here at home and in other countries. So it's really a shame, and, and it's a terrible crime that this is happening to people. We should be helping the seniors in our life uh, or that we come into contact with live that dream retirement and, and allow them to pursue their dreams and passions during their retirement years. Instead, we're, we're fighting off uh, criminals. We're, we're fighting fires uh, wherever we can, and that's not the way that we want the seniors in our life to live. No, and that's why we're presenting ScammerCast. We're here because we want our seniors, all of the ones that we know and the ones that we don't know, those of you who are family members of seniors, we really want your seniors as well right. to be taken care of and to be free of the worry that comes from not having enough money and, and be able to live the life that they want to live after their working years and to enjoy the grandkids or travel or just yes. hanging out at home or whatever they want to do. We're here so that seniors and the people they care about are safe and free from crooks who yeah. want to rip them off. Yes, and we also want to reach out to professionals in the field that service seniors, financial advisors, 
bankers, uh, courtesy desk counters at grocery stores, all deal with seniors every day and can come into contact with this problem. And we want to be able to provide uh, information and resources on how you as a professional can help the seniors that you work with. I really love the idea of seeding communities of, of caring and support for seniors so that it's not in some creepy in your business kind of way, but people look out for each other. Yeah. And, and what better way than to look out for the seniors around us and help them stay safe and secure from crooks who want to rip them off. And, and I love that we are teaming up uh, with elder care professionals and others all around the world to help create that atmosphere of safety and support yeah. for seniors. Yeah, you know, something that comes to mind, uh, it's kind of a, a different analogy, but it's like in the animal kingdom, uh, why do animals run in herds and in packs? Because invariably the weak and the elderly can be shunned or be left behind and taken advantage of and ultimately in, in the animal kingdom killed. But here we want to make sure that we keep the seniors close to us and so that we can help provide them with the protection they need, but also assure them that they're in control and have independence to live the way they want to live. Boy, you're so right on that. That's why we're here with ScammerCast. We are here as professionals right. who want to make a contribution to the world and help seniors and those who work with them and who care for them to know what to do, how to think, and to be very effective, more effective than ever before in recognizing scams and frauds and knowing what to do to prevent them. It's time to get educated with ScammerCast 101. That's why we're here and we hope we really serve you well with our podcast. Sponsored by Midwest Trust Company. Well, here on the ScammerCast, we really want to educate you on how you can recognize and prevent scams and fraud. And if you ever fall victim to one or working with somebody that has, how, how you can help them recover. But we want to tell you a little bit about ourselves. My name is Curtis Bailey. I've been a lawyer practicing for 23 years now, and I restrict my practice to the field of elder law. That means I work with elders on a daily basis on a variety of issues that impact them specifically. It can be anything from estate planning planning, where I'm working with them to do their wills, their trusts, powers of attorney, all the way up to guardianships, and ultimately, if uh, when they pass away, do probate administration. So that's where I come from. I come from the legal world of helping individual clients uh, on a daily basis face these issues. And over time, I've worked with clients who have fallen victim to a scam or a fraud or financial exploitation, and they've turned to me for help. And uh, I was always frustrated with the fact that there are bits and pieces of information out there, but there's not really one comprehensive source that I could turn to as a professional to help me guide my client through the process. And the legal system is not specifically designed to deal with this kind of process either. I did extensive research in the area and actually came across a presentation uh, by my partner here, Arthur Maines, where he was giving a presentation talking about these very issues, and uh, I'm so pleased now to be uh, a partner with him in this uh, in this project. Uh, Art, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay, thanks, Curtis. I am a licensed clinical social worker. I got my degree from Washington University in St. Louis, a master's in social work, with an emphasis in clinical mental health. So in my day job, I'm a part of a very busy behavioral health care practice with eight psychiatrists and six therapists. So we are all about helping people deal with Things like depression, anxiety, uh, problems with their kids, right. problems with their boss, a whole range of issues, all focused on the idea of helping people have a better life. Now, 
As a part of life was rolling on, I had a personal experience with scams and frauds in the form of something happening to my stepfather. Now, Bill, my stepfather, was a part of my life for 46 years, and everybody who knew him loved him. He was a very sharp guy. He graduated college back in the early 50s with degrees in accounting and finance. And so he was very bright and worked for a long time in the oil industry and then concluded his career with a long stint and the in the uh, independent school district in my hometown in Corpus Christi, Texas. And so when my mom passed in 2005, then I had the talk with him and I said, you know, Bill, what do you think about moving to St. Louis so that I can kind of help you out with things? And sure. we talked about it for a long time. And thankfully, he decided that that was a good idea. Now, uh, he and my mom had been to St. Louis many times and really enjoyed the city. And so he decided to move here in late 2005, early 2006. Now, when Bill moved, he was very active and very vital, driving across country, doing all sorts of stuff. <laughs> and yet I knew that as life goes on, sometimes the older years are not kind to people. Right. So I was really glad that he moved to St. Louis because Friday, January 13th, 2006. You remember that date. I will always remember that date. He broke his hip. And then about a month later... The doctor said, probably because of the stress of the hip fracture and also from losing my mom, he got the shingles. Now, mm. for any of my listeners or any of our listeners out there who haven't yet taken the shingles vaccine, go do that right away because mm. I saw what Bill went through Great and it idea. was awful. Man, it was terrible. Right. So, Curtis, have you gotten the shingles vaccine? Uh, I actually have not, so I'll put that on my uh, to-do list. <laughs> I know I haven't either, so I've got to practice what I teach. <laughs> right, right. So that was awful. And then we fast forward now to November of 2006. Bill's kidneys failed, hmm. and he went on dialysis three times a week. Right. So a formerly very active, very healthy person now had to live with some limitations. And it can happen just in the blink of an eye, can't it? And it sure did with Bill. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like it was just overnight. And so when he moved to St. Louis, I also had what I call the scam talk with him. I said, you know, Bill, there's a lot of weird stuff going on out there. There's a lot of phony emails and sketchy phone calls and different things that are out to get your money sure. and steal from you. And uh, I said, so if there's anything that comes your way, just check with me first and we'll figure it out. And he said, okay, fine. Yeah. So, so you had it handled, right? I did. Right. I thought, check the box and move on. Right. However, now we'll go to June of 2009. Another date you'll never forget. Another date. June 12, 2009. One of those unforgettable dates. I get a phone call when I'm out of town from a woman who identified herself as a police detective. And that definitely got my attention. <laughs> the warning bells are going off, right? Oh, all the red lights on my dashboard went off. And she said that she and a uniformed police officer from the town where Bill lived had just confronted him at the courtesy counter at his favorite local grocery store. Well, I was dumbstruck, and she went on to say that employees of that store had captured an image from their security camera at their courtesy desk and created a flyer that said, please don't wire any more money for this man. He's getting ripped off. Wow. It was shocking to me. Absolutely blew me away. And then she went on to say that Bill used language with them that I had never heard him use in my entire life. <laughs> so I knew that the scammers had really corrupted his mind. Right, right. So long story short, she had tracked me down and found my cell phone number and called me. And when all this came to light, I came flying back to St. Louis. Sure. And over the next few days and few weeks, we discovered that he had fallen victim to a phony sweepstakes scam. 
scam. how much how much exactly did uh, did he lose in the scam well we figured it all out by going through tons of receipts i found where he was wiring as much as thirty five hundred dollars a day wow total losses were just over seventy thousand mm. dollars and it was devastating it's incredible him. It was incredible, and, and I never thought this would happen to Bill. Sure, that, that's one of those things that I hear from people all the time. I didn't think it would happen to me. Well, you had you'd had the talk with I'd him. I had the talk, but the mistake that I made was that I didn't keep having the talk. So as we worked our way through this, we had to get a lawyer involved, a financial advisor. It was pretty complicated right. and not that easy. But right. then, about a month after all of this came to light. I had what I call my social worker epiphany then. <laughs> I had this moment when I thought, God, you know, I'm learning a lot about how to help an elder recover after a scam sure. like this. And I thought, well, maybe it would be useful for other people. Maybe I could help other people. You know, being a good social worker, we are on the front lines of, of helping people with these kinds of life problems. Right. See it every day. As a result of that, you ended up writing about what you learned in your experiences and publishing a book, haven't you? I sure did. I sure did. I sat down in front of the computer and started writing what I had learned, and it went to 90 pages. Wow. And then I thought, well, all right, I've never really considered writing a book, but maybe there's a book in here. And as you mentioned, there sure enough has been. And I've been thrilled with the feedback that I've gotten from people about the book. They've said, wow, this is really complete, very thorough, and very practical. Because I really wrote the book that I wish I had had sure. when I went through this with Bill. Also, the stories that I've been getting from people is that it's really been helpful for them. And that makes me happy. The title of my book is Scammed, Three Steps to Help Your Elder Parents and Yourself. And I think the title really captures my goal in writing the book, which is to give you an outline for how you think about recovery after a scam, which was my initial focus, but also how you think about prevention, because it's so important to focus on preventing these things, because it's much easier to deal with prevention than it is to go through the pain and the uh, degradation that people experience afterward. No doubt, uh, Art. You know, when, when I read the book, uh, I was struck at not only the, pr the information that's in the book to help you practically deal with the, the situation at hand, but there's so much information that you put in the book that deals with really what's the most important thing here, and that is the senior's loss of trust and confidence and control and independence. You have a lot of information in the book dealing with those topics as well. I really do, Curtis, because I recognize that this is what was going on for Bill. The monetary losses were bad, but more important was the loss of that sense of control that you mentioned and that sense of being a competent person and, and all the confidence that goes with that. And, and it really damaged Bill's sense of himself as being strong and capable and in charge of his own life right. because it's a crime of violation. That's really what we're talking about. It so very much is. And I, I deal with clients on a weekly basis who have medical conditions or, or even Alzheimer's and dementia. And you can just see it, that loss of control. And when somebody comes in from the outside, an external criminal or, or scammer comes in and violates them, it is just absolutely devastating. And what can be even more devastating at times is when it's a family member, someone who commits what's known as financial abuse or exploitation. And I talk about that in the book as well. Once again, the title of the book is Scammed, Three Steps to Help Your Elder Parents and Yourself. And you could read more about the book and order a copy at scammedbook.com.
and we'll put a link uh, in the show notes as well for people to uh, to access that website. And uh, I believe you have a blog there where you post as well. I do. I have a blog that uh, I post things to pretty regularly. I try to post about weekly, but, you know, life is busy. Sure. But whenever sure. something new is coming up, I make sure that I put it out there on the blog. And, and sometimes we'll put it out on our uh, Facebook pages Great. as well Great. at either Hammer the Scammers or Senior Scam Action Associates. Thanks, Art. And uh, I just want to let uh, everybody know that the links to Art's uh, website and book will all be available at scammercast.com. We'll have uh, other resources available there as well for you to uh, take a look at. Let's uh, dive in and and talk about um, what you've called the three R's of scam recognition and uh, recovery. You know, I used to I, I grew up out in the country, and the three R's were reading, writing, and arithmetic. But uh, what are the yeah. three R's in in this context? Yeah, well, and, and that's exactly right. I like to give people easy-to-remember memory devices so that this stuff stays top of mind. Because that was the mistake that I made with Bill, is that I didn't keep having the talk with him. And I want people to have an easy-to-remember framework for how to think about scam prevention and really hammer home the educational side of this. Because one of the myths that I want to dispel about scam victims is that they are stupid. There's a big difference between being stupid and simply needing more knowledge and more training. And that's what I hope to provide and what we hope to provide here at ScammerCast. So I talk about a framework for how to think about prevention. That is the three R's. And like you said, it used to be reading, writing, (laughs) and arithmetic. But in the world of scam prevention, I think it comes down to these. The first R is recognize. A person has to be able to recognize a scam coming their way because the scammers are really sophisticated and good at what they do. In fact, there's a lot of reasons to think that they're better at what they do than doctors, lawyers, accountants, any other professional you can think of because they're always evolving in their dirty tactics. Absolutely, and they're motivated. They're highly motivated because there's a lot of money to be made on this thing. Right. You know, there's a a figure that says people over 50 in the United States control 70% of the nation's money. It's enough to give uh, the bad guys uh, motivation, isn't it? It really is. It really is. Lots of money to be made. And so you've got to be able to recognize using the knowledge that you have about tactics, about the emotions, which we'll cover in a future episode, and all the different ways that the scammers approach a person, whether online, over the phone, through the mail, or in person, to try to separate them from their money or their personal information. Because we've got to remember, it's not just money they're after. In many instances, they're after someone's personal information, or what becomes identity theft. Right, right. In fact, on the theme of recognition, you have a framework that you use on the emotional side, which is as important, if not more important, than the uh, practical side, don't you? I do, I do, because I recognize that I really wanted to give people the information that crosses all sorts of different scams. What are the common threads that connect different kinds of scams and the experience of, of being approached by a scammer? And so I realized early on that there's a strong emotional component in scam victimization. And a lot of it's based on legitimate sales psychology used for evil purposes. Right. One of the basic ideas of sales psychology is you get them with emotion. And so as I was doing research for my book, I came across this article from Knoxville, Tennessee, where the police there had captured some scammers and were going to prosecute them. And I I thought, yay, it's a good day. We knocked out some scammers. No doubt. 
But in the uh, course of the article, they mentioned just kind of casually that they found this book called The Black Science, Ancient and Modern Secrets of Ninja Mind Manipulation. Really? Now, isn't that a great title? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it sure that caught make, my attention. Yeah, it makes me want to read it. Yeah. Well, that's what I did. I bought yeah. the book and read it, and it inspired me to come up with my framework for the emotions involved in scam victimization. Now, the, there are five major emotions that I think are used in scam victimization, right. and they'll be used either singly or in combination. The framework that I have for that I call the five flags, okay. F-L-A-G-S. Okay, and as you mentioned, we're going to devote uh, an entire episode to just that framework. We are, we are. Fantastic. And that's a really important part of uh, the recognition aspect right. of uh, scam prevention. We'll also be talking about in a future episode what I've identified as the dead giveaways for a scam. There are 10 or 11 of those right. which are present in all scams. If you know those, you can recognize what's going on and not get ripped off. Sure, sure. You're really going to if if you're the senior you're going to be a step ahead of everybody in knowing how to recognize uh, the bad guy before he gets to your pocketbook you know that's what seniors have told me right. I've, I've been really fortunate to be a featured speaker on the local national state and and recently on the international level i was in calgary canada giving a speech recently and i was talking about recognition as that first step that it's so important to be able to recognize a scam coming your way, even when it seems like a perfectly legitimate offer or something that really gets you excited. Right. Recognition is always, uh, well, what's the old saying, you know, an ounce of uh, prevention is better than a pound of cure, right? And recognition is the first step in in prevention, right? You got to know when they're coming at you with this stuff so that you your scam detector goes on high alert. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. Now, this, what's the second R? The second R is respond. You've got to know what to do when the scam comes your way. And there are a lot of different ways that scammers come at a person. So it could be via email. It could be over the phone. could be through what we call snail mail. Right. could also be in person. There's not a lot of talk out there about what do you do with some of these in-person scams. So in the second R, which is respond, we teach the person how to handle it, how to deal with it, how to basically set the boundaries and know how to get out of the situation before they get ripped off. Right. Hey, we've got to go to a break right now, but come back in just a few minutes. We've got more for you here on ScammerCast. It's time to take a break during this episode of the ScammerCast. Have you liked our effort on Facebook? Visit the link via our website at ScammerCast.com and be sure to share any of our informative articles with your friends and family. It's all about education and protecting our seniors. We'll be right back. Travel. It's what everyone wants more of in their life. But wow, where do you start? So many options, so many destinations, and finding the time in one's own schedule. You might think that all is lost, but there's hope on the horizon. Tune in to the Travel Planners Podcast with us, Sue and Kevin McCarthy, to learn about how best to travel, what cities to visit, and catch a glimpse of the variety of ways to make the most of your travel dollars. From shopping for bargains in London's Portobello Antique Market. Watching monkeys groom each other as you sit on the balcony of your hotel in Malaysia. 
Malaysia. Sipping rum cocktails while enjoying the sunset over Bloody Bay in Jamaica. Staying up all night to observe St. Petersburg, Russia's White Nights Festival. Hiking the Great Wall of China. Enjoying the grandeur of the Grand Canyon. Or enjoying an unbelievably first-class journey on the cruise on rails, the Grand Lux Express. It's all available now on the Travel Planner podcast with Kevin and Sue McCarthy on the Two Guys Talking podcast network, www.twoguystalking.com. That's the number two, guystalking.com. Did you get my underwear and stuff packed in the last bag? I thought you did. No, I didn't. Okay, uh, be sure to check us out, the Travel Planners podcast on twoguystalking.com. Thought about a career in voiceover? Need a great, cost-effective on-hold message for your organization or business? Don't know where to start? Check out The Voice Farm, your one-stop shop for voiceover needs. Check it all out now by accessing The Voice Farm at voicefarmers.com. See what difference can be made with a company that is truly outside the box from The Voice Box. Voicefarmers.com. That's voicefarmers.com. A recent study found that most older adults fear running out of money during their retirement years, even more than their fear of death. A trust can be an effective way to manage and protect your assets while you're alive. Now, many folks believe that trusts are only for rich people. They are not. Midwest Trust Company of Missouri, located in Clayton, Missouri, offers professional trust management for clients all across the country. Using Midwest Trust is a great way to know that someone with experience and integrity will manage your wealth objectively. Naming Midwest Trust can provide you with peace of mind in knowing that you or your parents will not be exploited financially and lose all of the assets acquired during a lifetime of hard work. Midwest Trust will even work with you or your parents' own financial advisor. Don't let fear of running out of money drive your life. Contact Midwest Trust Company today by visiting the link to their website at scammercast.com. The discipline to grow. The strength of experience. The ability to adapt. Values that endure. Midwest Trust. Welcome back to ScammerCast, your headquarters for the education and prevention of scams against our elders. Let's dig back in with your hosts, Curtis Bailey and Art Maines. So the first two R's are recognize and respond. Right. Uh, and what's the third R? Then? The third R is reach out. And this is another one of our mother's old sayings, the part about two heads are better than one. So I explain it to my audiences as it's reach out to check it out. So you get something in the mail. Maybe it's one of those deals that seems to be from your bank or your credit card that says, oh, there's a problem with your account. Instead of just clicking on the link in the email or following instructions on the phone, you reach out to check it out. Right. It's sort of like, okay, let's get that scam detector really online and find out if this is a legitimate thing or if this is a scam. Sure, now, that's sure. a part of the reach out thing is to check it out. There's also a second part of reaching out, and that is I tell people all the time, reach out and spread the word yes because so much of this stuff happens in secret in fact scammers want to keep their dirty work secret and we're here happily blowing the cover off of it absolutely we want to shed some light on this yes yeah, right? we do yes we do so we want to turn the rock over and and have the scammers run like the roaches that they are <laughs> absolutely now 
reach out can also be used in the context of recovery. Isn't that right? Yeah, you've got to reach out to the right resources and the right team members, if you will, to really come up with an adequate recovery plan, uh, given the situation and how bad or, or destructive as it may be. So it covers both sides of the spectrum right. here. Right. The three R's are recognize, respond, and reach out. Right. And another part that I didn't mention about the, the reach out third R is reach out to spread the word. But also the cool thing about reaching out to spread the word is then the elder, the senior, becomes a part of the solution, not just a helpless victim or a target. So important, it, isn't it? It's so important because so much of an elder's life is coping with loss. Well, this is a place where they can assume the power for helping to, as I say, hammer the scammers, spread the word so that they help keep other people safe by letting them know that, hey, there's this scam email that's come in or the scam phone call or whatever it is, so that right. they become a part of the solution not just the target or the problem. Very good, very good. And I know that we have a, a number of episodes lined up where we're really going to dive deep into each of these R's. We really are, yeah. There's a lot to say about each one of these and some of the best practices that, that we can incorporate into how do you effectively recognize, how do you respond, how do you reach out in ways that really make a difference in the world. Right, fantastic. And you've been listening to our 101 episode, giving you a solid foundation in what we call the three R's of scam prevention. Stay tuned as we release more episodes and giving you education and practical tools you can use to prevent and respond to uh, scams and financial fraud. We look forward to you joining us on the next episode of the ScammerCast. Thanks for listening to this episode of the ScammerCast your headquarters for education and protection of our elderly from scams worldwide. Be sure to visit us at scammercast.com where you can send us your stories and tips, as well as send us your feedback, visit our Facebook presence, and more. Thank you for listening to this episode, and until next time, hammer the scammers. The information we share in this podcast is meant for informational and educational purposes only and should never substitute for appropriate legal, financial, or medical advice from qualified professionals. Always consult with an attorney, physician, or financial professional for the correct advice for your particular situation.